Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Annabay. Annabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Annabay brings you a no risk experience with pet friendly, stain resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud like comfort with high resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top up to 60% off site wide. It's backed by a 30 day satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A N A B E I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's your best current health and fitness advice? Consistency is really, I mean, there's a lot of them, but consistency is everything, man. Because everybody else is just surviving, doing the basics. But anybody else who's training on a regular basis, they get to have a much more interesting life. They, like my wife and I went to Italy and we got on a bike tour for four and a half hours. Oh, so she's into it too. Not as much as me, no. I would have loved it if you're like, no, no, she's morbidly obese. Just <laughs> happy as can well, be. I'll say it if you just like. Just happy as can be. Yeah. No. She's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Tosh Show. Tosh Show. Tosh Show. Welcome to Tosh Show. We're back. Did you miss us? Eddie, how are you doing? Good. Happy New Year. Ha- Happy New Year to you. 2024 sucks. Already? What happened? I don't... I'm going to talk about gambling for a second, Okay. You hear people say, like, oh, do you have a gambling problem? You know who doesn't have a gambling problem? People that win. You lose, you lose a bunch, yeah, then you get a, then you have the problem. But it's just, it seems that doesn't seem fair. It seems like if you win a ton you, and you're gambling constantly, that's the problem. Whether you win or lose shouldn't affect it. But the reality is, no one's ever in a gambling anonymous meeting. I just win too much. I got to find a way to, you know, stop this. It's affecting my life, all this winning. Anyway, um, people get annoyed with bad beats, but this is what I'm going to tell you. I don't have a gambling problem. I, I should know because I've, I'm around for almost all my bets. And sometimes I just, I call in bets, for, have people play some for me, but whatever. So here's the bet that I made. 
It was basically over three days. This is a five-leg parlay, okay? And I'm going to tell you the amount. It's not staggering. $100. That's an acceptable bet, right? Okay, here's what I bet. Missouri Tigers, barely in the SEC, to beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. You get plus 150 on that. I say Missouri is going to do it. Heck of a year. I'm like, the Buckeyes are going to fall. Easy money. My next uh, bet was uh, the Georgia Bulldogs versus the depleted Florida State Seminoles, who got hosed. But let's be honest, there's no way a third-string quarterback uh, was going to do any damage in the playoffs. But whatever. I took the over on that. The line was 45. I think Georgia put up 170. So that was easy. Next bet, Oregon Ducks by 16 and a half over Liberty. Those Christians. I was like, they're undefeated, but they're Christians, and they've got no place in football. Oregon Ducks hammer them. I got that. Okay, then this game was a bit of a sweat. The Alabama-Michigan game. Jim Harbaugh versus Nick Saban. Oh, who do you hate more? What did I bet? Oh, I bet Michigan. I was like, I, I hope Michigan can cover one and a half. And I got a little lucky in overtime, and they did. I got issue with Harbaugh. I'll tell you about it some other time. You want me to tell you now? <laughs> <laughs> he once said that any of his players, if they were going to ha have uh, their girlfriends get an abortion, that he would rather them uh, just give them the child, and he would raise it. And that in, was insane to me. Like, I just, I literally pray at night that thousands of student athletes get their girlfriend pregnant and give their kids to the Harbaugh as Harbaugh's, and they have to raise them all. And then I hope they grow up to be Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, my last leg. Oh, man. What is it? It's Washington versus Texas. Texas is favored by four. I bet Texas. Oh! The whole time I was furious. I see Matthew McConaughey on the sideline, and I'm just, I'm just furious. I'm like, I fucking bet the wrong team. You could tell in the first few minutes, like, oh, this isn't going to work. Put that Manning kid in. Anyway, so I lost. Because of that last bet. Now, technically, when you have like a big parlay and it's starting to come in uh, and you're on the last uh, the last bet, you should go bet the other team uh, the opposite of your bet to cover your losses if you do lose. But whatever. I, I didn't do that because I, I only wanted to win the full amount, which was $3,352.05. And, and the first thing you're supposed to do it, to, to make sure you don't have a gambling problem, you're not supposed to chase your losses. So what do you think I did? Do you think I bet another $100 on something else? No, that's that's not, that, that. I chase the winnings that I lost. I put $3,000 down on Washington plus covering the over in the national championship game. How you like them? Huh? Ooh. Yeah. I may, I may have a problem. Whatever. Who cares? None of your business what I gamble. Well, I'm telling you, so then I guess that makes it your business. How's Aaron Rodgers doing, huh? What's he up to? All right. <laughs>
Oh man, you know what? I I would. Uh, they're always worried about these these. Uh, they they talk about Hollywood just is infested with pedophiles. Do you guys know any pedophiles? No, no. Me neither. <laughs> I guess that's why I always think it's so funny when people say it. Like, oh, you're you're in that Hollywood world. What are you talking? I don't know. Like Eddie here got two kids, a wife. John back there has got two kids, a third on the way. Everybody I know is normal. I think the problem is people, you know, you live in a, a big city. You find a handful of people that are normal and you hang out with them. And if you don't hang out with them, you're the pedophile, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where these pedophile groups are hanging out. But I tell you what, you know, it'd be funny if this list comes out um, and I'm on it. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, what? That's why I never take photos with fans after shows. I don't know which one of you is a fucking pile of shit. <laughs> I don't want to meet you or talk to you. Um, anyway. Any New Year's resolutions, Daniel? Mm, I do have resolutions. I, I don't like to discuss them. Uh, they're mainly financial. You know, be a richer husband. Be a richer father. Be a richer podcaster. Hey, stuff like that. You know, the important stuff. No, I I certainly don't care about my body. That'll never be a resolution. Oh, this is the year. No. I know a lot of people care about that stuff. But it's already uh, the second week of January. So what's done is done. <laughs> You'll like today's guest, though. He's responsible for getting millions of doughy white dudes who are too lazy to go to a gym ripped. Enjoy. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi there, everybody. It's Daniel Tosh, CEO of BoysWearPink.com, and I'm doing another ad for Shopify. <laughs> Shopify took my struggling company that was only making hundreds of dollars a week into a company that makes over $1,000 every two weeks. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tosh. All lowercase. I, I appreciate that. Get to shopify.com slash Tosh now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Tosh. Did I mention that it's all lowercase? 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. My guest today created the most popular home workout program of all time. He's a celebrity trainer to countless stars, and yet I still refuse to let him help me. Tony, thank you for being here. Pleasure to be here, man. All right, first question I ask all my guests. Okay. Tony, do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. God damn it. Well, only because I've had very close friends experience them in their homes. But you've never experienced it. Ashtray on a mantle, slid off, came down, and shattered in a billion pieces. We live in California. Stuff falls constantly. Uh, Well, all right. Maybe my friends are full of shit. I have to get new friends. But has anything ever happened to you where you're like, this is obviously a ghost? No. No. See? All right. Just so you know, I've never had a trainer in my life. I've never... Worked. I don't work out. Well, you're trim and and you're physical. I'm very physical. Yeah. So you get it a different way. Right. I exercise, but I've never, I I never know what I would do. I have a a, a row machine. Yeah, those are great. I do that at night while watching like a a, a sport, a a game that's DVR'd so I can Mm, uh, mm. plow through it. Yeah. I do intervals. Well, there you go. And that's it. So you figured all that on your own. You didn't need a guy like me or one of my programs. Yeah, but here's, here's my question to you. I've never worked out. I'm 48 years old, I think. Could my body get, uh, in six months, could I get just- Three months, four months. Could I get ripped as shit? Absolutely. Do I need to do steroids? Absolutely not. But should I? (laughs) Absolutely not. Could I look like Chris Hemsworth? That would take longer. How long? (laughs) About nine 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 months to a year. And I could literally, but, mean, you, but you'd be miserable. You'd be so miserable, sure, because it's not in your DNA. Yeah, but right, I would leave my wife, and I would just <laughs> fucking go on a tear. You would, <laughs> you'd be something. It would, it, you'd go viral. Oh. That's a thing. That I always think about. it's funny when actors do this. When they like for a role, they they get jacked, and then when they go back to not being jacked, their bodies something looks off. It's like, oh, you look. Your body reacted yeah, you don't, to that. You don't want this world. You don't want to be really fit and then out of fit because a lot of it is psychological and mental too because, you know, you're doing, you're doing all this stuff. You've got this discipline. You've got this plan. You know, you've got a trainer or whatever method you're trying to get there. And then it goes away and then, you, and then you're not the same person that you were. Your, your mm-hmm. personality changes as you go through those massive changes, you know. So I've been fairly fit for th- almost 40 years. So, you know, like this morning I worked out, I did 24 sets of just pull-ups and push-ups with some buddies of mine. and 24 sets of pull-ups? And push-ups, yeah. So 12 and 12. Total, how many pull-ups did you do? The pull-ups today were 13 pull-ups and 23 push-ups every single time. The routine's called the challenge out of one of my workouts. Okay. It's easy because it's just all body weight and gravity and you just go as hard as you can. I used to do pull-ups. I used to do pull-ups, but then I don't like that it would put calluses on my fingers. Oh, well, that's like that. weird, but okay. What do you mean weird? That's who cares? You, oh, you right. don't care. One, I two, care. Three. When people shake my hand, I like oh. them to know that I've never shake worked. Shake my hand. How's that feel? Feels all right, right? You like how loose I go? <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. But my calluses weren't weird for you, were they? No, I mean, they weren't weird, but but I, I feel like you, maybe you've just built up some tolerance. I have, You yeah, shave I, your arms. I do. Okay. I do. 
I sh- I shave everything. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. Why do you do it? Um, I don't know. I, I cleanliness. Yeah, is maybe it looks where I'm at. cool. It looks better. I mean, I leave. I I have ch- chest hair, but I still. But I do. I shave down the arm. Not shave the armpits. Clippers with no guard. So it oh. basically goes away. But it's yeah. And then I I leave the armpits alone for the most part. I don't like it. I don't like it when your arms are down and you see a tuft of oh, hair hanging out. I don't think I don't have tufts. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Do you actually enjoy working out? Most of the time, no. Okay. No. But I like the way it makes me feel. I like it allows me to ski hard and climb well. And Ski hard? Snow ski? Snow ski, yeah. Oh, I love skiing. I do too. When you're flying down a mountain going so fast, I think it's so hysterical because like if something were to go wrong and my body is starting to like roll, mm. it's just, I just know that it would just be disaster. Bad but guess what? Happen. I yeah. still do it every year. Mm. I still fly out of control speeds through through woods. Through the glades. I'm just in the trees, and I'm like, a few years ago, I hit a tree so hard, mm. snapped it. It was probably only about this big, but snapped it. It was just brutal. And I'm just laying on the ground screaming, going, mm. oh, oh, <laughs> oh. And then, but eventually I, you have to just get up and go down gotta, the hill. You got to go get somebody to drag you down. <laughs> no, no, I was deep in the woods. Nobody was anywhere near us. Mm. This was, Well, this past season, die. somebody hit me so hard, it, it dislocated the, the, the ligaments in my collarbone. Just skiing or yeah, punching you? Skiing. He just oh. didn't, he blindsided me sure. and he didn't see me and I went down. That was painful. Where do you go skiing? Where do you like to go? I live in Tahoe. Oh, which mountain in Tahoe? Well, I mean, I don't want to tell people my home mountain, oh, but right, it's right, Alpine. Right. <laughs> Mine's Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Nice. Yeah, I love it there. Uh, Alpine's ours, great. Well, Alpine got re, you know, it's it's part of Palisades. Right, which got also gotten renamed. Which was Squaw. Squaw. But that's a derogatory term for a Native American girl. And so, and then the locals there, they're just like, well, I'm going to always call it Squaw. And I'm like, well, Why? Why not just say, oh, I didn't know that, and mm. okay. If, if and now I'm learning something, and I can change. But, sure, yeah. I don't have a problem calling it Pal. I like Pal- Palisades Palisades better. Palisades is a great name. Sure. Yeah. But you have to turn on Squad Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? I think so. Oh, my goodness. Well, they have a lot of streets to change. There's, <laughs> there's a lot. That's, a, there's, that's, that's amazing. Where are you originally from? Uh, born in Rhode Island, but grew up in Connecticut, East Coast. How's growing up in Connecticut? Okay. Where are you from? Uh, I mean, I lived everywhere, but I, I, Florida is kind of where I moved from. We lived everywhere, too. My father was in the Army and moved from, from My jobs. dad would just get fired. So that was mine, too, a little bit. <laughs> so he'd just find a new job. Yeah, ours was like that, too, a little bit. No, he said he was getting transferred, but I don't know that that was actually true. I didn't know as a kid, either. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, we moved six times before fifth grade. Thirteen times before I was 12. Damn. Wow. And countries, like four or five different countries. Maybe your dad was a criminal or something. I mean, he was. He worked for the church. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> for a long time, he worked for the church. Then he got into, he worked at McDonnell Douglas, I believe. Oh. And then he worked for NASA. But human resources, he wasn't a rocket scientist Yeah, my dad was a, was a plastics engineer, just like the graduate. You know? Uh-huh. He worked for Owens Corning Fiberglass and companies like that. Were you, uh, were you f- uh, physically gifted as not, a child? Not even close. No. Not at all. Could you fight? No. Did no, you I, ever get in a fight? I got in lots of fights. What do you mean lots? Uh, people beat me up. For real? Yeah. Was that just the neighborhood I, I or had the a, time? It was the neighborhood. It was the kids in the neighborhood. I had a speech impediment, which made life difficult. What was the speech impediment, may I ask? Something called cluttering. Uh-huh. Just talking really fast and the words all, the words all piling up on top of each other. And then the stammering would come. 
So mm. they would make, you know, kids, oh, look, there's a flaw. Let's make fun of them and push them around. I think I got into comedy because of my hatred of bullies. Oh, wow. I probably got fit because of it. Did you win any of the fights? No. <laughs> no, I did not. Not really. I, I was about to get beat up once and I got really loud and, you know, took on a posture and the kid backed down. Oh. He back, I was like, this, this kid, Nick Vancho, wherever you are, buddy. Let me tell you about yeah. T.J. Miller. What no, about- I was, is a T.J. Miller a real person? Yes. <laughs> That's a comic. All right, not that guy. Right. This guy, T.J., in St. Louis, Missouri, he was like, new, moved in, and all of a sudden he just like started fighting everybody in the neighborhood. He was like, it was this was sixth grade. I went to Sparing Middle School, and it was like a guy that like read the book 101 on going to prison. Like, <laughs> you just fight everybody day one. Wow. Anyway, he came wow. up to me in the cafeteria and just punched me in the mouth, and I didn't do anything. Hmm. And this like girl was standing next to me, and she's like, what? Why did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. And but I didn't hit him back and I didn't fight because I didn't want to like start fighting because then I would get in trouble. So it's the one time in my life that I really, I feel like I was in a fight. I got punched and I didn't do anything. Were you in many fights? No, 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 never. That was really kind of the one, huh? Which is weird because I've always like, wasn't afraid to uh, say horrible things to people <laughs> if, I, if I felt like I was attacked. That's why I used to get in fights. I would say- just something to poke at somebody, right. which was stupid because I'm in instigating getting my own ass kicked. Uh, but, you uh, know, they were just bullies, and I felt like they shouldn't get away with it. When did you leave Connecticut? 1980. 19- How old are you? I'm 65. Man. Yeah, man. You look great for 65, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't you live know. in L.A. Yeah. You I, should look good. The lighting in here is great. My wife put the makeup on, and this is who I am. You, what about your hair? You've, all, you've always all had mine. good hair? I have good hair. It, this is the color that it grows out. I do dye this part of my beard, though. What it about can, any, any work, physical reconstruction in your body at this all? This is just me. You never had Nothing the fa- on purpose. You never had the face yanked on or anything No like yank, that? man. That's why I grow the beard, to kind of cover the flaws in there. Yeah. Neck of, don't lie. Lot, neck don't say. lie, baby. That's <laughs> yeah. That might get done. One of these you days. Can't, I don't think they can do it properly. Well, yeah. Well, I have a friend whose mom did it. She looks ridiculous. And like, I said, who's your way? guy? Who, I want to know who your guy is. But I'm, I don't think I'm there yet. Is life, uh, hey, you enjoying it? Or do you, or do you, are you somebody that's always looking back on the past? You're like, no, the best years are to come. I've had good years. I had 20 years with one company making, you know, all my workout programs. That came to an end, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and I had to kind of reinvent myself. Uh-huh. And the reinvention process has been hard. You know, I mean, it's been a struggle, but, you know, we've had some more wins than losses. So if, I feel like I'm, I'm very fortunate. First of all, so you moved out here in 1980. Oh, man. Talk about the cocaine. <laughs> there was some. There was some. There was some. There was a lot of weed and there was a lot of beer. Uh-huh. And there was some vodka. Ah, but I stopped all that about thirty years ago. You moved out to uh, Los Angeles to chase your dream. What was your dream? I wanted your life. Well, oh, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to do stand up and movies and TV and yada yada. I, I modeled a little and I did some commercials and I had bit parts and, and some movies. Uh-huh. But I wasn't ambitious. I you know I did I attempted stand up for a couple of years and it was a bear, man. It was really. You know, oh, let's see, Horton, you get 11.30 and you get there at six o'clock and you're sitting around talking to other wannabe comics. I mean, you probably know the drill. And you're up there and there's four people left and they're shit-faced and you go, oh my God, here we go. And you get your six minutes. And then we do showcases, meet about five others, which, you know, you'd pack the room with your friends. And, and a lot of my stuff was very physical and irreverent and probably stuff you can't even do anymore. What were some of the uh, odd jobs you took on as soon as you came out to LA? 
Well, I was a street performer. I was a kind of an X-rated mime. So I'd go down to the Santa Monica Pier. I'd go into Westwood or UCLA and I'd get up, put my hat out and I'd make 25 bucks. And I'd do that a couple times a week so I could eat. You were an X-rated mime. Yeah. Not like, always. I mean, I did the box and I walked in the wind and all that other stuff. But a lot of it was, you know, imaginary women that were like in front of me. And I, uh, you know, and there'd be another one and another one. It was pretty. Would, would, would people like steer their children away from you? Yeah, a lot of them would. Like, would. Out on the pier, that didn't go well. But if, like if I did a show, right, I'd just play Nine Inch Nails and I'd turn it up and I'd go crazy and do that. Well, well, a show for what? Like showcases, like little, you know, you there'd be a Monday night and me and my five friends would rent a, a bar because it was a slow night and we talked to the owner and whatever, we would do that. And we'd invite all our gotcha. friends and all we right. would do our, do our acts. This is this is interesting here. I didn't even know that was a, th- a thing. <laughs> it's a th- it was. I don't know if it is now, but it was. I wonder, I wonder how much you could make uh, down in Venice right now. I always would quit when I had about 25 bucks. I just couldn't. Because you're down there. For, I mean, when you're performing for food... To survive, uh-huh. it's not the same as if, you know, you're just doing it because it's your gig and you're having fun with it. It wasn't fun. It was, you put the makeup on, it's 95 degrees, I got all black on and a vest and a hat and yada, yada. And wasn't most 90, people are- It wasn't 95 are, degrees down in Santa Monica. You maybe know not that. in the 80s, no, but- No, it never was. It's still not. Not even, it's, it's, it's a comfortable 82 okay. max. Okay, okay, okay. At least you weren't the guy in the the silver. Uh, yeah, yes. It's, it's, it's too much. All right, so how did you get into- uh, you know, the, the the whole working out f- craze of everything. So I was at that point, one of the n- many jobs I had, I was a runner over at Fox, a PA. Mm-hmm. And I was working for a guy by the name of Harlan Goodman, who used to, used to be a music guy. And I'm on the, I'm on the lot and, you know, I'm whatever. I'm feeding the cats. I'm hiding the weed. I'm making the coffee. I'm delivering the scripts, whatever I did. That was my gig. And he was noticing my transformation. He's like, holy shit, man, you look, in the last three months, you look totally different. Can you help me? I wasn't a trainer. I didn't know what I was doing. I just, you know, I went to my buddy's garage uh-huh. and he had some dumbbells in there and so I trained Harlan and he lost about 45 pounds and I went maybe I'm a trainer now shit and so I trained him and a few others and then he went back to music because he and Julia couldn't make a movie to save their life over at Fox and Tom Petty was walking down the hall and saw Harlan and said holy shit you this is my Tom Petty by the way you look fantastic I'm fat I'm going on tour can you help me so Harlan told Tom Petty to call me uh-huh. So Petty calls me up. My roommate, Bob, picks up the phone, and we, have, we had buddies downstairs that were jokesters, and, and he goes, dude, there's somebody downstairs, you know, effing around, saying they're Tom Petty. I go hang up. So Bob hung up on Tom, and then he called back, and I went to his house the next day and started training Tom, and I had him for four months. He went off on tour. He got ripped and strided and tore all the sleeves off his shirts, and everybody went, what the hell happened to Tom Petty? And that was how it got started. That's amazing. I'm a fan of Tom Petty. You know, he's a Gainesville guy. Yeah. Was, yeah. yes, R.I.P. Why? I just he doesn't strike me as somebody that would have cared about his body. <laughs> no. Well, because he saw Harlan's big change right in front of him in a hallway at Eastern Management. He was like, okay. And I went to Tom's house the next day, and he put out the cigarette and said, "I don't work out. I don't. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do?" So I got him a bench. I got him a life cycle. I got him a heavy bag. I got him some dumbbells. And we just, you know, we went and we would just bullshit and train. And he was, it, it was horrible. The first month, he didn't know what he was doing. Uh-huh. He was like a noodle, you know. But then he just got into it, you know what I mean? And I didn't, I'm not a drill sergeant. I'm not your therapist. I'm just your buddy here trying to help you get through this. How thing. long is Tom Petty working out? Four months. Now, how many hours uh, We would, I was there an hour, hour, 15 every, every day, five days a week. Five days a Monday week. Monday through Friday, yeah. I trained him for 32 years on and off. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he wanted to work out confuses me. 
<laughs> well, it, it, you know. Like, oh, did you work on his diet and everything? Did you know about that kind of stuff? Or how I mean, you... I'm not a nutritionist right. or an endocrinologist. I just you made, made sh- mines. I made. And <laughs> you... I was a mime trading top eight and getting him ready for a worldwide tour. Right. That's what yeah. I'm confused by. Like, how did you That's know easy. how to do this stuff? Because I had been exercising for years. You know, I mean, I went to World Gym in Venice, and there's Lou Ferrigno and uh, Arnold. Uh-huh. And I would just like spy on everybody, everybody who looked really fit and lean. And I do my own research too. I mean, this is before the internet even existed. So I had to go into the library and get books and read about kinesiology and exercise science. And, and So you're whatever. a smart person. Not really. I mean, you figured that stuff out. I just, I, I, I thought, oh, this is better than doing mime on the pier. This is better than, you know, go-go dancing at Chippendales. This is better than building furniture. This is better. Were you a Chippendale? I was a go-go dancer, not a not a performer, not a regular. I was I had a different. I, when the club closed, I'd get in a box about this size, and I would dance on the box. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong. With that. I, I don't, don't think. I felt, I felt like as that came out, I needed to whisper it. I don't know why. I just didn't feel. <laughs> All right. So, you, so, so this like from the day your agent said, "Hey, skinny pudgy boy," to training Tom Petty was how many years? Maybe a year. Maybe only about a year. I mean, that's impressive then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. All right, so did you tell him how to, how, how to eat and stuff? I made suggestions. I said, hey, look, part of the problem is what you're eating. So the little I know about it is let's just make a, I made a list of the things you should avoid as a po- and then all the way down to things that were sort of neutral. Like, yeah, you can have these things once in a while to just fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean proteins and healthy fats. So I just gave him a list of foods and he had his own chef, right? He had his own people. So they were making, they made a little shift and that was part of his success for sure. Where was he living? Where was he living? Woodland Hills, up in the hills, looking into the valley. How nice was the place? It was, you know, big, long driveway, gates open up, ba ba boom Uh gold records and platinum records on the walls. damn it. I got a short driveway. I have a real short driveway. (laughs) So do I. I I always hated that about it, the the property I went with. With. No, no one's impressed. It's like, oh, you the, the the gate opens and it's like you can just fit a car on the other side of the gate. Mm-hmm. And that's not impressive. Not as the no long, one's the no long one's, ones are great, man. Right. No yeah. one's telling a story about my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Yes. You trained him? Yes, I did. Was he a bitch on leg days? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. No, all right. No, he was into it more than more than I was actually. Is that is it not fun if the person despises it? Oh, I mean, I can name names, but holy crap! I mean, you're just babysitting sometimes. It's brutal for some because you know they. Well, to me, that's why you would like if I if I was motivated, I wouldn't fucking need you. It's just here's the you you say you like the way working out makes you feel at the end. That's always been my problem. Working out or any exercise where it's just an exercise just makes me sleepy. <laughs> oh wow. Like I, I can just see get, that. I just get well, tired. partly because your body reacts that way when it's not used to it. But then, you know, then after a while, that starts to go away. It goes, you go from sleepy to energized, especially if you're adding good warm ups, good cool downs. You're not overtraining. You're not lifting too hard. You're not trying to, you know. Do you need to stretch before you work out? A lot of people do. Some people don't. Oh, great answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you're know. a former gymnast or a or a ballerina you don't need as much usually yoga where are you at on yoga all the time every friday hour and a half it's so important how did you come about uh inventing the p90x the whole thing i want to hear about that well i had been you know i was working a little bit i was working with nordic track going back and forth to minneapolis i had a show on the playboy channel called playboy 360 where i was the host so it was a three camera show with 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 teleprompters and a co-host so i was 
learning how to, you know, be more comfortable in front of a camera, in front of an audience, all that kind of a thing. Did you get to have sex with a playmate in no, your lifetime? I, I, there was one that I used to view <laughs> in college who was my, ended up being my makeup artist huh. on the show. Like, so here she is in front of me. Okay. But I was dating somebody. I was dating somebody the whole time I worked there. So you've I, never dated a playmate in your life? I did. I did. Uh-huh. Did you I like did. that? It was nice. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. go back to that in your Rolodex? <laughs> no. No, uh, not that one. I don't go back to that one. You don't go that. All right. <laughs> so you're doing Norda Track. Yeah. And so I was just, you know, getting better at that kind that of thing. That was a dumb machine. No, it was silly. It was silly. The, it was on, the wood it was just, on the rollers. Yep. And it was just this over and over and over again. But whatever. It was a gig. So I would fly to Minneapolis about six or seven times, and I would be their on-camera spokesperson dude. And, mm-hmm. and then uh, that was an experience, and I had that show that helped me out. And then one of the gigs was just this young entrepreneur that said, hey, man, I'd like you to be the, ho- the, the main trainer in this really inexpensive little thing called Great Body Guaranteed. It was a $2,000 gig, and that was that. And then it, we put it out into the world, and then people noticed it started making money. So he said, let's, let's do another one, which is kind of rare because most things that end up on an infomercial die. Okay. Death. So we did something called Power 90, and he gave me some time to develop that. And he said to me, he's like, when you're working with Petty or Idol or Bruce or Annie Lennox or whatever these – Types, can you recreate that in front of a TV without all the extra accoutrement, without all, with just the dumbbells and some bands? And so, yeah, sure, I'll, it's a gig. I'll figure it out, and I did. And then that thing, I lived in the same apartment for twenty-one and a half years, and that Power Ninety. Twenty-one and a half. Was it rent controlled? Fourteen thirty-eight Fifteenth Street, Santa Monica, rent controlled apartment. Car got broken too, like at least twice a month. It uh-huh. was, you know, it was the hood sort of where I was. Well, not the, ni- really. the nicest of hoods, but yes. Yeah, yeah. And then Power 90 came out and I was getting royalties at that point and I was able to move on and get a, get a real home. And after that, we thought like, what's next? And then, you know, I, I thought it was a bad idea making Power 90 harder. And we said, let's call it P90X. Let's add pull-ups. Let's add martial arts. So he gave me a full eight months to develop that program. And when we first put it out there, it died because people went, holy crap, that's way too hard. I'm not going to do that. But then there was this these devotees that went, oh, shit, that thing is real. And they sub- started submitting their before and after pictures and their own little video. Uh-huh. And we took that footage and their photos and we put it in the infomercial. And it went from, mm, and it was on every channel, 24 hours. And Now, were you, a, 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 did you have a stake in this? Yeah, I, I had, well, I got development money. Uh-huh. And I also got, I got a piece of the pie every month. I get a check every month. Jackpot, would you say? P90X? Apparently, it, it was the biggest fitness program in history, something like that. And well, if it makes you feel any better, in my office back in the day, there was one copy of it that we all pirated. It. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pirated. Co- it was. It was uh, at one point for whatever some six month period of time. It was the single most po- pirated DVD in the world. That's something. And I would sign them, and I go, that, that, <laughs> I go, that ain't. That's pirate. I could tell. I used to go to D.C. Uh-huh. and train all the senators and congressmen when I was there. I used to go to the Pentagon and train folks there. And they'd go, hey, can you sign my thing? And i go, congressman, this is this is a pirated copy. During the, the P90X thing, let me just get a few of these right here. We had a mm. um, Crunchy Frog, yeah. Super Skater, Spin Squat. Looking back, do you wish you would have spent a little more time coming up with names for these exercises? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well— most exercises are called like latissimus dorsi, you know, lat poles. And, and the, the most traditional cool. names were dull. And I would add names because I go, this name sucks. We got to get a better name here. What about people that, that did, did these workouts in their apartments 
And a lot of people who live below right. are very unhappy. That I've seems, heard those stories a lot. Seems like a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, plyometrics, for example, which is just jumping. So you're just for an hour. People below are taking the broomstick and going, stop. Is every door frame a gym to you? <laughs> Was that an intended spit take right there almost? Uh, not everyone, no, because some aren't strong enough. Like right, that, that's that, what I wanted. That one wouldn't hold up. Did you ever guys get, get like sued for we people got, yeah, collapsing were, from their door? We had a few lawyers who were working really hard at times, yeah. Yeah, you can't just, just hang from any door. No, no. The device that we created was was pretty unique, pretty special, but it didn't work on every door, no. Here's my thing with pull-ups, too. If if I can touch the floor, I will. You know what I'm saying? You like, got to bend your knees. So you no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to do that. Why not? Because I, it's just like when people go running, um, and, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't want to run anymore, so I just stop running. Or walk, start walking. Right. Instead. Yeah. It's like I need to be... If for me to do pull-ups properly, I need to be hanging off of a building. So you're an all-or-nothing guy all right. the way. Yeah. If there's no consequences, it seems stupid <laughs> not to just put your feet down. So you're going to need a taller doorway then. <laughs> Seriously. Did you feel that P90X was kind of the precursor to CrossFit? Absolutely was. I didn't mean it to be, but that's what happened. A lot of people who went through P90X felt like, oh, wow, look who I am now. I've gotten really fit. And a lot of people did P90X two, three, four, five, 15 times. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of those folks all made their way over to CrossFit. And the bummer about CrossFit for a lot of folks is they started getting hurt. Is CrossFit stupid? For some people, it saves their life. For some people, it's amazing and incredible and the community and all of that's great. But a lot of people end up getting hurt because they're just overdoing it a little bit, you know? You, do you flip a tire? Is that your thing? I've, not my thing. I don't have a tire. I don't flip tires. But when I took a class, here I am flipping tires, so... Where do they where, where do they get all these old tractor tires from, huh? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. You guess. ever got inside of a, a tire and rolled down a hill? <laughs> you want to talk about a rush? That, have you? You've yeah. done it on oh. your show. Well, no, I've, I've been in tubes before and went rolling down a hill as a kid. That was so much fun. What about the shake weight? Did you ever try it? Nope. Never, you never, tr you never, never touched never one? Never didn't seem silly to me. Oh, man, you could mime that thing perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dumber, dumber exercise, the shake wake or the thigh master? I was in the thigh master commercial. That was one of my first The original jobs. ones? The original one. Oh, wow. Yeah. All yeah. right. Fuck, Mary kill. Suzanne Summers, body by Jake, Billy Blanks. Oh, God. For I real. know. Well, it's not, it's not an easy Suzanne question. Suzanne Summers I would is be which one? The one I would have sex with, yeah. Well, you can, you can have sex with your wife, Mary. She could marry her. You, you don't pick her to marry? I'm already married. I, I would No, yeah, this isn't this is hypothetical. This isn't real. All right, so you're going to fuck uh, Suzanne Summers. Okay, then which one are you marrying? Body by Jake or uh, Billy Blanks? I'd have to I'd marry Jake and I'd kill Billy. Oh man. RIP Billy. Where do you feel how do you feel about steroids? It's 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 just trouble. The future's going to be a problem if if you're going to be doing that. You what about what I mean? Venice Help. Beach in the 80s when you saw Muscle Beach? Like you saw everything. Yeah, man. it was all going down and still they're still being abused today. You sure. Know? It's all about ego and and looks and and you know, when you exercise it's norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, something called brain-derived neurotropic factor BDNF, which gets released out of the temporal lobe of your brain. And when I read this book, Spark, by Dr. John Rady years ago, I was like, oh, shit, this is why I should be working out now. Not because of all the, not because I'm chasing girls or trying to have big arms or any of that silliness. The chasing girls part, that, that, see, that's where I always, I always. Yeah, but they, they didn't care about that. They cared about. No, no. You were funny. You were smart. That's Ex why, you know. Exactly. That's why I wanted to be with you. The reason I never worked out was because the women that I was attracted to 
I could get. If I couldn't get them, if they were like, no, you're not strong enough to date me, I would have gotten stronger. (laughs) Oh, wow. Do you know what I'm saying? But then again, I'm thinking back in the day, it was easy for you. Not easy. You're, you're a handsome guy. Sure. You're a funny I'm not guy. ugly. I'm mm. not ugly, but I'm not, I, I, uh, But it's, you know, women just, they want a personality. They want somebody who's got a reason for being on this earth. They're, you know what I mean? You know what it is? I'll tell you physically. I mean, in LA, I, it's a little different. I'm tall. Yeah, tall's good. Tall, tall offsets m- muscles on some level. Tall's good. And I'm not, I'm only medium height. Five, well, five. We, we call that short in the tall world. <laughs> That's why I have muscles, because I'm only 5'10". 5'9". I'm 5'10". All right. I used to be 5'10 and and a half, but I've I've lost a half an inch. Oh, isn't that weird how that happens? Yeah. I can't wait. I I don't think I'm starting to shrink yet, but I I, I look forward to it. What's your best current health and fitness advice? Consistency is really, I mean, there's a lot of them, but consistency is everything, man. You know, the more you do, the better you get, right? The less you do, the more complicated it is, the more frustrated you'll be. So if you're going to, you know, if you really want to be fit and healthy, you got to, it's got to be constant. You know, like people say, hey man, how often? And I say all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, like breathing and eating and paying your bills and going to work all the time because everybody else is just surviving, doing the basics. But anybody else who's training on a regular basis, they get to have a much more interesting life. They, like my wife and I went to Italy and we got on a bike tour for four and a half hours. And we did the same thing in-, in Oh, so she's into it too. Not as much as me, no. I would have loved it if you're like, no, no, she's morbidly obese. <laughs> just happy as can well, be. I'll say it if you like. Just happy as can be. Yeah, no. She's huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but she's into fitness too then. Uh, not as much as me. Well, if I don't work out though, is there any reason to start if you're saying like, oh, you, it has to be constant because constant seems so overwhelming to me that it, I'm like, well, then I'm not going to start. five to six days a week, something. What do you think about taking a walk with your dog? That's great. Yeah, it's not a, good enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure it is. I always uh, I give every guest on the show a gift. <laughs> I would love that. Right. So this is. um. Oh, shit. This is a, a, a it's never been used. It, in Venice Beach, they play this this paddle tennis game. That's not a pickleball. No, it's not pickleball. Different. I play pickleball. Mm. And so this person goes, oh, this isn't pickleball. It's a different game. I, I go, I don't fucking want a different sport. <laughs> I got a sport already. Right. Yeah. I pl- I, I, so he's like, no, no, it's a good pass. So it's over $100, I think. Here, this is your paddle. Thank, thank um, you. And is I'm it like, loud like, like pickleball? No, I don't think so. You play with like a dead tennis ball or something like that. Oh, oh. They only play it in Venice Beach. They got Venice Beach managed to have their special paddles made for just them. But you know it's right. You know what I'm talking about? Those courts that are right next to like muscle. Yeah, I always thought that was was pickleball. It's but not it's pickleball. Not. It's huh. this. Put it on the floor. But that's your paddle now. But he's going to be mad at me when he listens to this episode and sees Who that gave I gave you it. that. Yeah, my, my my wife's cousin. He's a he's a good guy. Uh, but it, you don't don't try to introduce me to something new. Mm, I see that. Will you give that away? Probably. <laughs> if I if you had signed it though, it it would have been. I'll sign it. Will I'll, you? Yeah, sure. I'll but it's, where's it going to show up? It's it's a black paddle. Because it'll be a little I token that we'll into it because I was like Venice Beach. I can show up down to Venice Beach with that paddle and look like look yeah. Like I know people what I'm will be doing. so confused to be is this guy going to go work out or is he going to go play? <laughs> they won't. They so understand. many options for me down there. <laughs> How's that gym on the beach? Is it just complete garbage? <laughs> it's the right thing for the right people who do it, but I I just it's not. You know, lifting heavy weights, lip, uh, rusty old, they're so rusty, sand filled weights, and those guys. A lot of those guys are using the roids, and and then then the it's smell a, of the homeless sh- shit. It's a it's a funky down there. Yeah. What did you think about Venice during the pandemic? That was sad, wasn't it? 
I don't even know what happened. What happened? I mean, it was just it's just a shell of itself, right? Of especially what you saw. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been down there in I bet you twenty years. Oh, I haven't been down there in twenty years. Right. When I first moved here, I was in Santa Monica and Venice all the time. Right. I was at the beach all the time for twenty one so years. Such a novelty having grown up in the, on the East Coast. I always think it's weird when people uh, move to California, at, but don't move all the way. You what know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're gonna live in uh, uh, what's the hipster area? Silver Lake. Like, like what? The, ugh, you're you're moving out west. Go all the way. Get right. to the water. You're, I'm a beach person. Yeah. Oh, so you? St- I, I well, I've surfed my whole life. That's all I care that about. That explains that. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch the board. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your favorite favorite surf spot? Um, I won't tell you. Um, do you go to, do you go to like Hanalei Bay and do it there? Or? No, I don't like to travel for surfing. I, oh, I like to be near here. my house. Yeah. I oh. just, that's what I so like. So you're a Mal- Malibu guy. Yeah. I don't like traveling. Yeah. It's like too much. Have you, have you ever had Laird Hamilton on your? Yeah. I surf with Laird every day. Oh, no but I've never had him on my show though. I, I don't know him well. I know, I know Gabby a little bit better than, than Laird. Anyway, what did you do? You worked out with him? Yeah. They have a, an Olympic sized pool and they do a lot of underwater with dumbbells and breathing and it's intense. It's a little bit scary. Is it just underwater because you're not tall? Ah, (laughs) damn. Well, (laughs) there's a there's a low end Uh and a and a deep end. You would be you wouldn't be tall enough in the deep end either. Is every is every side a deep end? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, dude. I'm five ten. I'm not five one. No, come on. You're you're you're. I think technically. The average height of men in this five country eight. is five eight. Ah, oh, you're right. If yeah, don't two, think a guy five ten doesn't know that. Yeah, we, if, we're, if we don't need to look it up, we know it's five eight. <laughs> That's right. Have you seen that commercial about bent carrots? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. I what do they why, call that? They call that. I don't know why I think this is in your wheelhouse, but this bent carrots. Yeah, because why I, is that in my wheelhouse? I don't know anybody that because you had an <laughs> it's infomercial. Not carrots. You had, talking info, about. you had an infomercial about your body. I assume bent carrots. Is I have in the a wheelhouse. friend who has the bent carrot thing. Oh, ah, yeah. Really? I mean, the fact that it just came up in conversation once, <laughs> and he says my wife likes it. I said, oh, okay, his wife likes it. It must be hooked up. <laughs> That would make it better, I guess. Yeah. I, right. A hard left is a, is a tough sell. <laughs> I, we didn't get it into the direction so much, so I don't know. Oh, hey, I want to talk about your disease. Oh, gosh, yeah. Ramsey Hunt, type 2 severe. What was it? Uh, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. It affects your vision, your smell, your taste, and your balance. It's like vertigo because vertigo is this. This is this inside your brain all the time. So if I tried to look right, I'd have to go, that way. And then I then I'd have to go super slow because if I went like this, it would just the the shakiness and the nausea would just kick in and then wham, you know. How I've, did you get it? Stre- How do you stress. get it? Stress. This pure if you have a chicken pox chicken pox virus in your body mm-hmm. and you get you it's shingles. It's shingles in your ear. Mm. So you, you can get shingles. My mom's in your, had shingles. Man, she complains about it. Brutal. So it's burning. All, it's burning all the time. It's like lighters on your skin the whole time. I had this whole ear was just open, pussy, awful sores. And it affected the fifth, sixth, and seventh cranial nerves that affect your sight and your smell and your taste and your balance. So it was going into my brain. Um, and so nerves are weird. They'll take their good time to, to heal or not. A lot of people, I had Bell's palsy for a while, which is a great look for, uh, for an on-camera guy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and mine went away, but a lot of people's don't. Justin Bieber's is still around a little bit if you if you look at him. Okay, but so he definitely had it. He definitely had it. Right. And also uh, Feinstein, had- uh, Senator Feinstein. She did P90X. She did not. Oh. No. No. <laughs> but the Obamas did. 
The Obamas the did? The Obamas did. Of course yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Michelle looks, looks like a definite after photo. How old right now are you going to live? I The number I use, you're probably going to give me some shit for it, but I, I, I think maybe 109. Huh. But if I, if I, if I, I mean, look, I feel better at 65 than I did at 55 or 45 or 35. Cause I keep making little adjustments with my diet and my mindfulness and my breathing techniques and my hydration and my supplementation and my electrolytes and my foam rolling and my, and, and all my, you know, cold plunges. I'm always, you know, I'm always. You're doing all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm open to trying things that make me feel better and function better. If I was going to guess how long you were going to live, you said 109. I'm pr probably late eighties or early nineties. Uh, my guess is 66. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no. Well, I, uh, I, got, I got things to do. Uh, yeah. No, wait a second. That's got, a great question. Hold on. You just, if, if you knew you were only going to live one more year, would you keep doing all this stuff? No. If I had one more year, I would start planning the worldwide tour. I'd go ski in the, in the Alps. I'd go ski in South America. I would go to, you know, I would spend a lot of time in Jackson Hole. I get, I get, but I'm saying the workout stuff, the cold plunges. Would you like stop doing a cold plunge? Well, if it helped me continue to do, push the envelope with everything else, I probably would do some version of it. Also. Okay. Yeah. No, I just didn't know if it was like, no, it's just such a part of your life and that you enjoyed it so much. It's like, no, it's not an end to a means. Stop I mean, with a year all left. All right. I, 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 fucking I, five years. I, for five five years, and I'd keep doing what I'm doing, and right. I'd keep experimenting with with new ideas that maybe might help me too. Are you trying to cheat death? No, death's coming, and I'm all right with that. And you know, don't you think I, we'll I be able to just download our brains onto something, and then put it into a new body? Uh, it'd be kind of cool if I could live long enough so that whatever they come up with, I can. I, I I'm all for that. Hmm. Well, listen. This is was been, I was I any good? You today? were wonderful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you, your time and your outlook. And I wish you the best. Appreciate Likewise, man. Thanks, man. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. 
That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station. With cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. All right, Carl, we did it. My wonderful dog is here. Had a big scare last week. Somehow he got into my neighbor's second-story balcony. Oh, yeah. I only looked an hour and a half for you. Trying to see if you're, yeah, shame. (laughs) Tony was great. Thanks for being on the show and for changing my body physically. We did a before uh, shot before the interview of my body, and then we did one after. And you can see that Tony completely transformed me. Got some plugs, the charitable clothing line, Boys Wear Pink. Can't wait for somebody to buy me out on that. That's kind of the goal. I'm performing in Los Angeles May 4th at the Dolby Theater. It's part of the Netflix is a Joke Comedy Festival. Get tickets soon. They're going fast. I mean, not like one of those people's like, oh, I was on sale for eight minutes and sold out. No, no, I don't sell out until day of, <laughs> hopefully. Um, and finally, uh, as a reminder, people have heard me explain this before, but if this is the first time listening, I want you to understand. Uh, when my son was three years old, I recorded him every night telling me a bedtime story because I thought the way he mispronounced words and the way he talked was so sweet and cute, and I knew that one day that would go away. He's, uh, he's a few years older now. Uh, So these are older stories from my son at night. Then I animated them. And I didn't do it. Eddie did it. But the animation is not very good. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) See you guys next week. You wanted me to tell you the really short stories? Sure. Tell me a really short story. One time I don't do the lot. But the rabbit didn't know how to jump over the lot. So he decided to make a ramp. He rided, he rided himself on a bike. And How am I supposed to go to bed after hearing that story? Send us a warm story, and then, and then it might be wake up time then, okay? Right. Thanks. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.